New Hope's Sermon of the Week. We pray that you're blessed as you listen to this week's message. I'm, I'm used to opening up at uh, school in the morning and trying to get in the crowd in some kind of an assemblance. Um, fortunately, I have 17 in the beginning, but I'll tell you, is, is uh, Miss Kath that, yeah, there's my mic. I know, they, I know there's hot spots and uh, cold spots, and I don't know, everywhere I am tends to be kind of warm. I don't know what it is. But that's what people told me that sit next to me anyway. Um, you know, I, I have to start out by saying something a little bit, hopefully it's comical, I don't know, because Ralph told me yesterday, he goes, listen, I want, I want to tell you something, and this is comical. He says, Dick, he says, all due respect, with those khakis and the sweater and coming out the way you do. He says, you kind of look like a 62-year-old social studies teacher. And I said, I said no, that's, that's chemistry. So what I was going to do is I was going to wear my, I got a second master's degree that I didn't really use too much back a few years ago. And I was going to bring that out and walk out like this and say, I'm not high school, I'm college. And there's a, there's a question I have for you all, and that is, what do you get when you cross a computer with a skunk? Stinking know-it-all, right? So I, I just I didn't want to come. So I didn't want to come off that way. So I thought, well, I'll do it. So, it, so Ralph says to me, I said, what am I going to do? So I said, geez, I haven't had a pair of jeans in a while. So I went out. I had some credit on my thing for Levi. Uh, got some Levi's at Sears. I got one of these. I got one of these shirts that wads up so much that it it, it cut, I feel like I got one of those, you know, uh, blood pressure things on. But I said I said to someone, I said, listen. I found someone younger generation because he says there's people out there younger and you want to, you know, you kind of want to be with us. So, so I said, well, what do I need to get? What do, I, what do I need to buy? What's out there? He said, well, there's something called Under Armour. And I said, Under Armour? I said, I, I've, got, I've got band roll on. Doesn't, doesn't that work? Under Armour. So here it is, folks, right there, $50. Just so you can see. Speaking of, speaking of which, every season, what, begins with dicks. So I, I went to dicks and got this. Okay, so we got that. We got that straightened. Someone says, I do stand-up comedy. And I said, you know, I don't, I said, I'm probably going to fall over the stage. I don't think I can stand. Um, Praise God. I'm really excited today. There, what? There's just a breakthrough today. There's, there's things coming. And I've, I've been seeing it coming throughout the year. Last year, Chris Dupre was here, and he goes, tell me what, uh, you know, what kind of teaching, what kind of word, what is God speaking? And people kind of sat there, and God just, whoo, right into me. And I went, well, I'm not going to stand. It's not my time to say it. I'll have to kind of say it on the side, whatever. So I'm thinking of, there's a new season coming where we're going to be walking up to a level of maturity that we know how to get healed quickly. We know how to then get with it, right? And know how to get on, okay? And, of course, the theme for today has to do with overcoming, but I'm not going to stand up here. As I said this before, the message is not in the teaching, right? The message is in the transformation yeah. that takes place in the hearts of an individual to bring him into that contact with Christ where, wow, every command is an empowerment, an opportunity. Every challenge that comes before you is another place yeah. that God can move. This is a book called The Warrior, you know. So this is uh, Graham Cook's stuff here, you know. And I, I like to look in the cookbook every now and then and, and see what's been cooked up. And it says... <laughs> Class, God seeks the pleasure of our company, and he wants us to live in that place forever. I'll be talking about dwelling and resting in him today, and 
and how what that brings in the secret place. Okay, we'll be talking about that. And it says, spiritual warriors know that every situation has been designed for us to discover God's presence and find appropriate access using those circumstances. So today, the main theme is, you can say your, or you can say I'm, and I'll probably get you saying I'm because this is going to be one of our uh, responsorios, okay? One of these things that we continue to say and repeat, and that is, you know, you're an overcomer made to overcome by the overcomer that is overcome living in you, okay? One of the things, amen, one of the things is, is that we have heard some wonderful words throughout this last fall. One of desperation, what a word to bring forth the birth of a nation that when Grace spoke about hand and the desperation, God somehow, he connects with us and, and almost limits himself and says, mm, I want something to be born in earth, but I need to partner with earth because you can't minister to that which you're not a part of. Amen? And so what? He calls on Hannah and Hannah in their desperation says, wait a minute, this thing came upon her? No, it didn't. It said the Lord closed up her womb. But he closed it up for a purpose that he would revisit and bring about a prophet that walked across the center stage in the Old Testament and brought forth a time when the reign of Christ was recognized through David. What an amazing thing. And then we heard about generosity. You know, whatever God calls us to, do you know this, dear saints, whatever God calls us to is impossible. Right. I mean, the world has philanthropic, you know. Remember in the end there of, of uh, the Wizard of Oz when he started to say, there's, a great, uh, there's those men that are philo, philo, the great deed doers, you know. They give and they're kind. What distinguishes us? From some, of the, uh, from some of those organizations out there that does. We're supposed to do the works. But at the same time, you know what? It's not works that were justified before Christ, right? But it's our faith in Christ and in his finished work of the cross. What you recognize about Jesus does determine your eternal destination. So it's very, very important. Also, so generosity is something that when the need comes, maybe I'm not so generous, but I have to know that the Lord in me is one who is generous because he has given his life for me, right? And again, great word. We looked at our church and we said we want to be open for growth. We want to be hospitable to all that comes in. And so we did some searching and praying. I commend the leadership here that uh, they submitted themselves and opened themselves up for somebody to come on in. Someone they didn't even know that well. And he walked through us. And uh, it, was, it was wonderful. He said we are a people who extend our hands and extend our, our goodness. That is an important thing because it's the goodness of God. Right? That leads to change of heart and brings people into eternity. You know, I also want to add a little bit to that because I told Ralph I want to thread just a little bit before in my introduction. And that is that, you know, the seat that's sitting next to me is important. But you know what's more than that? It's an issue of my heart to defer to one another. Right? We're called to serve. The Son of Man came, what? Not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom. But you know, the seat that's next to us is only one representation, I believe, of that prophetic word given by John. I believe also, like in a congressman, he retires, there's what? There's a, there's a seat in Congress. That's a position of authority. That's a position that someone occupied, but the time came and they moved on to bigger and better things. Do you know that the good things that God has given us sometimes requires us to defer that seat to someone else? That may be someone who's been here for a while. When people come in, it's not just a seat. They're looking for what? They're looking for a place. And you know what? Your generosity and your goodness. Look to God for opportunities to be able to defer. And realize it now. In a con in a, in a, I know this in the Philharmonic. You know, I was a music major for a little while. I might not show. 
But there's a first violinist that sits there. Well, when that person is time for them to go on to other things, guess who takes their place? The second violinist. The third violinist moves up. The fourth moves up. When, folks, there is an opportunity and you give and create a space, just as the Shunammite woman did for Elijah, okay, Elisha coming by, what happened? There was an abiding that came in. And you know what? She was fruitful, wasn't she? Within about a year from that time, okay? She knew what it was to overcome, okay? Because she was commanded by he who overcomes to be able to empower her to, for her to overcome. And great, very great was the, the victory in that. Uh, so there's a few things I want to say and address today because I know it said on the, the um, oh, I, there's a few other folks that said some great things also. Again, when, when we heard to press on to the high, mall, high mark of, of God in Christ Jesus, uh, that tremendous uh, scripture in Philippians, you know what precedes that? He thought he was all that at one time. He was the what? The Pharisee concerning the law. And he says, you know, he was, had all those things Paul did. He says, but he counted them a rubbish that he might win Christ. That was the first step. And be found in him, not having my own righteousness. Okay? And that I might know him in both ways. What? Having to give up what? The suffering, but also the fellowship of his resurrection. Okay? And not that I've already gotten there. See, there's the context. But then I press on to the high mark of call of God in Christ Jesus. And if there's anything in that that's inconsistent, you know what? The Spirit of God who's given to us will show us. He comes to us, brothers and sisters, and he leads us in ways that we can be you know, victorious. He's with us and he's ever-present. And today, I want you to know that you're an overcomer, made to overcome, okay, by he who has overcome living inside you. A couple just words I want to read, and then I want to do um, a psalm, and then we've got some other special things. And I think we have a guest showing up today at some point. This is, is. You know, whatever you may be going through, what a wonderful time up here. The pastoral anointing on this place and God's love surrounded us. Cheryl, it's just, oh, just wonderful. What a calling and anointing. That's the authority that people walk in. It's who they are, not just their gift mixed. It's who they are in Christ, right? And it says, whatever you may be going through, I know he's, not gonna, he's just going to let you have the best, no matter what it is. You know why? Because you're an overcomer. So sometimes, what, we have to stay in the fight till the final round? You're not going under, because God is holding you right now. You might be down for a moment, feeling like it's hopeless, and that's when he reminds you that you're an overcomer. Now, everybody's been down, we've hit the bottom, we've hit the ground, but you're not alone. Come on, just take a breath and don't forget Hang on to his promises. And he wants you to know that the same man, even the great I am, the one who overcame death, is living inside you. So just hold tight, fix your eyes on the one who holds your life. There's nothing he can't do. And he's telling you today that you're an overcomer, made to be an overcomer by he who has overcome living in you. So maybe today we'll have Mendisa show up. Wait a minute, is she sitting in the front aisle? I can't see too well. Oh, I thought there, I thought there was Mandisa sitting right there, so I'm sorry, just a, you know, so may, maybe we'll get her to sing later on, okay? We'll see. Okay. Listen, I want you all to turn, please, to uh, Psalm 91, okay? If you don't know where Psalm 91 is, turn to Psalm 92 and then turn left. Oh, come on, I stole that from Bill Johnson. You know I stole it from Bill Johnson. Okay. This is a, a very interesting psalm because it starts out with a, a confession, okay? A very strong confession. That's our confession. We're to take our confession because what we confess, what we say about God, what we recognize about him, again, affects eternal destiny. Not only that, it affects what? 
fulfilling the destiny that God has for each of us here. And ultimately what? As he draws us together, we're fitly framed into a habitation of God and the Spirit. So here is a word, folks, and I, I am sensing today that it's going to touch. It's going to get, everybody's got something going on in here, okay? So the first thing is a declaration made here by the author. He who dwells, it means he who rests, okay? In the secret place of the Most High, shall live, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I want to stop right there. Do you know there's a secret place that God calls us to? Do you know there's a secret place where the enemy does not know what's being said? Do you know that you all have been born again, and those who have been born again have the Spirit of God that's been made alive, and they have ears to hear, as we said? Okay? And as you respond to him, the ears get bigger? Okay? And there's a secret place that says that what? That no one knows the mind of a man except, or a woman except without the spirits with them, and the spirit communes with God. That's a secret place. And he calls us to the secret place, and as you enter the secret place, you know what he's got for you in there? Come on, secrets. <laughs> okay? It's secrets are in the secret. Why does he call it a secret place? It's not only because, you know what, no one else knows what you're doing and you pull the curtain over it. It's also in there, God reveals his heart and speaks to you. But you know what? It's more than just a speaking. There's a renewal. There's a refreshment. There's an empowerment. There's a rising up in the one who overcomes. Okay? Will come into you and to what? Overshadow. We need to be overshadowed. Do you know that? We need to be overshadowed. Do you know something? I'll tell you what. You're walking Christ. You only can over, overshadow that which overshadows you. Self told me to pause and do a salah. <laughs> Bill Johnson's record, but I didn't tell you this yesterday, his record is 17 seconds. I've actually counted it one time. Okay, all right. Oh, boy, was that tough. Okay. Jonathan, I got to tell you, it says to Timothy, you know, be apt to teach whoever does it. I told him when I get up here, I'm apt to do anything. I don't know. So, okay. So we got a secret place, folks, and he's overshadowing us in this, okay? And when he overshadows, something is, something is imparted to us. You know, when Peter walked along, what gift did he have? Well, I don't see, was it healing? Was it discernment? Was it laying out? You know what? It was his authority. He had been in a secret place and received the, the secrets. You know what? His shadow, what? Healed. What gift was it? No, it's his. The authority walks it. We all have authority. You know what? God's going to call on that. Because to overcome and to walk in what God has, I'll tell you right now, you're going to need his authority operating in your life. That's what it is. Now, Jesus, we knew. And we knew Paul. But who are you? You see? There's a persona that God has, has invested his time and his effort. He's giving you his spirit as a guarantee to overcome in him. And so we are overcomers. Let me, let me read on here. It says again, so now, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall divide under the shadow of the Almighty. The confession is here that I will say to the Lord, he is my refuge in my fortress. Wow. Amen. And the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run in until are saved. You know what? When you run into the tower and you start to abide there long enough, you know what happens to the walls? They get thicker. And pretty soon those things used to rattle you and almost you know, huff and puff and blow your door down. After a while you're sitting there relaxing and you go, did you hear a rap at the door? I don't know. I can hardly hear it. You know what? And again, you trip, you fall, you get back up, you get going again. Amen? So that's the place. And saying, I will say to the Lord, he is my God, my refuge, my fortress, and him will I trust. So what are the promises through this? The next verse, verse 3 says, surely... 
Because of this, he will, de- he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence, and he shall cover you with his feathers. Do you know what a fowler is? I think I know what a fowler is. And then I realized is that it doesn't have anything to do with a fowl ball. It has to do with birds. Birds are fowl. Do you know in the parable, when it speaks in the parable, it says the word of God is spoken. The Son of Man comes and he seeds. He out there and he spreads the word and he seeds them. Who is it that could come by to pick those things that care of the world? Isn't it the birds? So sometimes the birds is a type of something that would come to what? To captivate, to speak, you know, to, to take away. You know what they do? This is what happens to the enemy sometimes when we're not careful with the word and don't hide it in our hearts. And take it to him the sacred place. So what? The enemy eats your lunch. I don't know about you. I don't want someone to eat my lunch. Okay? So God has something for us to grow by. So as we are in, he's going to protect us from that snare, isn't it? And it says, and he shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be a shield and a buckler. Okay? Remember, God comes when he speaks. It's not just who has the word of God, but who has the spirit of God. So the shield of God is also the spirit of God, born of faith to protect you from the, from, the, from the lies of the enemy. And when we walk through those situations that are said here, you know what? Sometimes there's hell in the hallway. As you go from one particular time in life, you're walking through another situation and a cycle in the season, there are words that will come to you. Brothers and sisters, get into the secret place. You know what? It won't come near you. His feathers will protect and guard over you. I won't be afraid of the terror by night. Wasn't that spoken? There are people in the night season who have found terror. I saw some hands go up. And I know, I knew ahead of time that I wanted to say that because there are people who wake up in the middle of the night. There are powerful declarations that are going to be said today as, as, the, as we're moving on here. I'm watching the time. But will be said here today what you can claim for yourself. And by the way, if anybody wants the outline, there are scriptures that are on there. It's slightly different because I, I did modify slightly, but there are some scriptures here for you. But this is, this is the psalm we're looking at. So again, terror by night? No, because you know what? I'm hiding in that secret place in him. Okay, nor the pestilence that walks in day, or nor the destruction that lays at noonday at waste. There are things that, again, would want to lay waste to us. Now, I love this. A thousand may fall at your left. And a thousand may fall at, uh, another fall, I'm sorry, he says, a thousand may fall at your side, and a thousand may fall at your right hand. It says, but it, it won't come near you, it won't come nigh you, okay, because only with your eyes will you look to see the reward of the wicked. You know, it's interesting when it says a thousand, can put one, one can put a thousand to flight, but we're partner with Christ, you know. These Pharisees have 10,000, but it seems that we partner. Even when we partner with one another, you know, as we defer to one another, there's a partnership. But again, getting back to the word here, it says, only with your eyes will you look to see the wicked. Now, because... Here's where I go. This is what I call reflexive. I don't know. I made this up, Jonathan. Okay. It's reflexive because it refers back to something before. You know, in Spanish, when you use the words, when you say give to me, you say darme, to give to me. Who are you giving to? It's a verb and action back. So this is reflexive, meaning that whatever is put out there is reflecting back to the confession and the first verses. So now we hear the Lord confessing of what he sees in us and the victory he's given us because we have made him, okay, our refuge. <clears throat> because you have made the Lord, who is, uh, who is the refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels divine protection over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. 
and you shall tread on the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent, and you shall trample underfoot. You know, get this picture. Sometimes there's things that want to trample us. You know what I'm talking about. You get out there, and things begin to take place. You know, I walk in with, uh, pray in my room when I go in in the morning, and before, you know what, before two minutes, I've heard the B word, I've heard the F word, I've heard the whatever, and I've, I've, heard, I've heard a lot, and all of a sudden it just seems like things are dirtied. You know what? We can walk in a place in victory in Christ where those things don't come nigh us, and we begin to trample that which has trampled us. That's what I want to challenge you today because... What? You're an overcomer, right? Yeah. Made to overcome by the one who's overcome that's living in you. So you know what? You're going to trample. You're going to walk on some of those places. The stone's not going to crush you. You're going to walk on the stone, and you're going to have those hinds feet to be able to walk on places. That's God's promise to you. But here's the condition. You make the Lord, okay, your refuge. Okay, and as we go on, it says, Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. He's talking about those who've made the confession and have made the Lord and have come into that secret place and are willing to walk and to make the statement and to make the confession. He says, it says, and I will set him on high because he has what? Known my name, which is my authority. God will give you in the secret place the authority, not just the command, folks. God's commands are God's enablements. Okay? So he is in you overcoming. All right? I shall call upon him, and, he will, and I will answer him, and I will be with them in trouble, and I will deliver them and honor them, which means give first preference. Oh, God gives you first preference. It says that I will honor him, she, us. That's a culture of honor. Where did a culture of honor start? I never thought about that. It started with uh, Danny Silk, right? No, no. It's, Danny Silk got a revelation, didn't he? Danny Silk is a man of the heart, isn't he? He's gone, gone in before, okay? Now, Jesus went in before us, so it made us possible to go in. But when you come out, you've got something that can change people, can change fellowships, a culture of honor. What a code. But, remember, you can't change a culture. Only God can change a heart. That's why, folks, no matter what has been said to us, we try to walk it out, and the next day, in comes the kids, in comes this situation. Any anointing that was on you kind of goes right out your feet. You've got to abide. He shall call upon and I will answer him, okay, and I will be with him in trouble and I will deliver him and honor him and, and long life I will satisfy them and show him my salvation. Howard, you can put that. Uh, got a few quick slides here. And uh, this is a great psalm for meditating on, folks, to go before this and to look at the promises of God. So today, this is the call to overcome. Now, the big thing about overcoming is I've stood up here and told you a little bit about it, and I've said that we are overcomers in Christ. But you know what? What is important is the call, because if he didn't call to us, how could we answer? So if God is calling to you, it's not interesting. Do you know that it's good to be interested? But you know... That word also brings with it sometimes a lack of commitment. Hmm, interesting. And I would call you to rise up and to walk, and I taught you to take the land and no longer show you fear. Hmm, interesting. Oh, no. You see what I'm saying? Okay. It's yes, Lord. Do what you must, Lord. Fulfill your promise in me, whatever it costs. Because whatever it costs, I'm still going to be an overcomer, right? So to him who overcomes will I grant Ooh, even more. 
will I grant to sit with me on his throne, as I have also overcome and sat down with my Father in heaven. We are seated with Christ in heavenly places, dear brothers and sisters, and he who overcame rose up into the heavens and inaugurated the way for us to be able to walk in. Great is our hope because when we come into the presence of God, we realize that it's him who has called us, and he's called us to sit in heaven. You know how many chairs there are in heaven? You know, I, he's called us to sit with him in heavenly places. But this is, this is like the musical chairs, you know, the idea there's only one chair left. We showed in the last fall when we did sit, walk, and stand, which means that we are seated with Christ, and because of that now we have the power to walk, and when we walk we come into sometimes to have to contend with the enemy because there's battle and there's overcoming that takes place. And so we stand in Christ and we watch as he defends. He calls us to stand, to be with him, to partner, but he also overcomes. And we showed, uh, it was kind of a, was it a Christmas, a New Year party of, of peanuts? It was Lucy and peanuts or whatever there, and the, the people are running around, they take a chair away. Every time they do, some poor little kid is all embarrassed, and he walks away broken, you know, because he's been kind of outcast. And finally, in the end, it jumps forward, and there's just the two of them around one chair, and all of a sudden, they both try to jump in the chair, and they don't know what to do. And finally, it says, I know. I'll just sit on your lap. I'll just sit on your lap. And I said, oh, God! You know, I didn't have time to do this, but that was it. There's only one chair. Now, it's interesting. We say that Jesus is sitting on the throne. We sit in the heavenly places, but whose chair is Jesus sitting in? It says, I don't know. This is theologically or whatever, but it's, it's a good image. To him who overcomes will I grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. So either it's a love seat. Hey, that would be all right. Okay. You know, wherever he is is love. Let's move on. He who has an ear to hear, let us hear what the Spirit says to the churches. I understand that there's understanding about where churches were at that time and what they were encountering and what God spoke to them back in that time. But you know what? God still speaks to the churches. So I hope I don't do violence to the text by saying that, um, that he still speaks to us. And he who has ears today has said, I give you ears to hear. As you exercise those ears, folks, your antenna, your reception starts to increase. Whatever the wattage is, whatever the power is, you know what? And if you, walk, if you don't walk and you're only interested and you walk away, you'll lose interest. And you know what? Those ears get a little bit smaller and it gets a little bit harder to hear. Nothing brings a better capacity to be able to hear and receiving and then walking in what he says to you. Because even though you receive them after a while, they're not connecting, you're not listening. You know, the children of Israel is a wonderful promise and God cannot go back on his promises. He had a wonderful promise for them, but they, they fell because of unbelief which means they did not respond. They adhered, they adhered to other gods. That's what they did. They went a whoring. And because of it, he still didn't take back his promise. But he allowed the result, the consequences of unbelief. And what was that, blindness? So now, they couldn't see the promise. He wasn't going to take it away, but he gave them over. Okay? So we have a choice, dearly beloved. Sometimes it's sobering. It's not only to what to hear that word, but remember... The word, when it adheres, will stir up the faith, and faith will call us to action. And through that, there will be growth. And he who overcomes shall inherit all things. And I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Revelations. Moving on. The overcomer is in you. We said this. He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. We've spoken about that before. It's a simple scripture. You've all heard it. But how many times do we... You know, we feel the threat. We feel, you know, things coming down on us. We find ourselves out there alone. Someone doesn't understand. So, brother, how you doing? Well, I don't know. I'm pretty good under the circumstances. 
you know. I had the Spirit come to me and say, you know, Spirit of God say, so, how you doing? And I said, ah, pretty good under circumstances. And he goes, what are you doing under the circumstances? What are you doing under the circumstances? He goes, I don't do that one. I like what someone, I don't know it was Graham, someone said one time. He was going through a long, dark night of the soul. Anybody here ever been, you know, can you relate to that statement anyway? You don't have to admit it, but at least you can, you can understand what I'm saying. A long, dark night of the soul, and the Lord came down and said to him, so, Gray, Graham, how you doing? He says, he says, well, I'm having a, he said, wait a minute. He says, you're supposed to know. Aren't, I mean, how, how can you ask me? I'm having a long, dark night of the soul. And he goes, no. He says, I don't know what that is. I don't do that. <laughs> he says, I don't do that. He says, how about a nice short day of the Spirit? And he says, would you, would you exchange that? Sure. And God wants to exchange, doesn't he, today? He wants to exchange some things. You know, the walls come down. Last Friday, they said that uh, a lot of the graves, I don't play the stocks. I, don't know. I, I, I think I have some of my investments somewhere to go that way, but I don't watch Wall Street or follow any of the, what's taking place on there. But it said the walls came down. But you know, it's a place of exchange. Well, you know what? God, when he speaks a word to us, as he spoke through Jeremiah, says, I'm going to tear down, I'm going to rip out, whatever, but I'm also going to build up. So what God's taken down, you know, today, he has something for you special. So we'll move on with this. So great as he was in the world, these things have I spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. So therefore you are overcomers, made to be overcomers, by he who overcomes living in you okay guess what there's the world the little animation didn't work maybe it didn't come through on the thing that's all right how we overcome revelation how do we overcome now we've all heard the scripture that they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of the testimony of love their life their life not unto death i'm going to just take that apart for a few moments okay by the blood of the lamb jesus gains victory over satan on the cross by removing his legal right see sin what? Gives legal right for the enemy to enter the world, just as he did through Adam's sin, even, you know, one sin, what? Sinned and entered the world, okay? And we were blind to that sin, didn't even know what it was, at least Moses came up and said, well, here's the rules. Oh my gosh. And so now, at this point, only was, I, I had the consequence of death, but now sin revives. Ah, but through Jesus, what? For sin did abound, grace did much more abound, okay? And so, through the blood of the cross, it overcomes. Now, Jesus walked up and says, I'm taking on their sin. Ah! So the enemy now had what the power, what we thought, to destroy. And so he came in. You know what? I believe this. Remember I said in the secret place, the enemy doesn't know what the heck's going on with you? Do you know what? I don't believe the devil. I don't know what the theology is in this, but I don't believe the devil knew that Jesus was going to be raised from the dead. Because what? Satan was a created being, wasn't he? But you know what? Jesus was what? The Lamb of God, what? Before before the foundation, I believe before heaven and earth. So there was, ever read in, a, was it uh, the Chronicles of Narnia? They said something like magic before the foundation of time or before time. So you know what, I don't believe the devil knew it. I believe that there was anguish in hell. I believe there was gnashing of teeth. I believe it was the greatest diswrought that ever could possibly be taken place in eternity when that. The next one is when he gets thrown into that lake, okay? Okay, so Jesus, the legal right, broke the legal right, the ordinance against them, and he triumphed gloriously over them. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them before heaven and hell, triumphing over them in it. Okay? There are witnesses today, folks, okay, in heaven and in hell that see the victory that's taking place today. Okay, uh, so the next one here, upon these choices, excuse me, there's always choices that are involved. 
They love not their lives even in the face of death. Folks, we are called and powered to choose Christ. And despite the cost, we will overcome. Do you believe that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. why? Because, can we all repeat this? I want you to say it to me. Remember what they said? I am an overcomer. I am an overcomer. Made to be an overcomer. By he who overcomes the living in me. Amen. We'll, we'll raise that up another pitch here in a little bit. But let us hold fast, therefore, the confession of our faith without wavering, as Abraham did. For he is faithful. My wife doesn't know that I put this in. And given us his spirit as a guarantee. She says, I want a little inscription underneath the ring. And you know the gold ring, it's continual. Gold, precious promises we have, even this fine gold we're refined, right? It's eternal. And you know we're going to get married. My wife goes, I got a scripture. I haven't seen it because I've only ever taken this off one time when I lost 50 pounds. I want to see if I got to put it back on. It's only been off once of it. 39 years. And there's a scripture in 2 Corinthians. Okay, 5, 5. And it says, concerning our marriage, and you concerning your marriage to Christ and the life, you can take it for yourself. And it says, and he who has prepared us for this same thing has given us his spirit as a guarantee. Anyway, it spoke to me. And I think of that. I love this ring on there. I think it's just great. What a sweet, what a sweet lady. Uh, moving on. I'm sorry, I love my wife. Moving on. Confession of faith. Okay. By the word of the, I know, I mean, come on, Ralph gets up and brags about his wife. You can, you can tell someone by what other people say about them, can't you? Ooh. What do we say about other people? Ooh, I'm going to get you on this one. Sorry, I just I hear Bob Jones in the back of my head saying, folks, in this day and age, what we say about one another is so important. And you know what? I, I, I kind of want to turn my face on this because moi, you know, starts with moi. And I want to I say that. I said, you know what? The Lord needs, doesn't need so many prosecuting attorneys out there. He needs more defense attorneys. Do you hear me? He wants to overcome in us, folks, and he has the capability. Do you think... Whatever you're going through. But brother, you don't know. You don't know. You, but you don't know. Well, I don't know. But I know God knows. In fact, I have a good account that he knows more than you know. Right? And he is just not as freaked out okay, about it as you. All right? But he wants you to know that he wants you to be an overcomer. And you're made to be an overcomer by he who overcomes living inside you. So it came by the word of their testimony. And our testimony is based on... Who we believe Jesus is. To recognize who Jesus is. Isn't that life eternal? It says in the word. Eternal destiny. And I think it was, I can't paraphrase it, but it was, I think when Steve was up here, he said, also who you confess and understand what Jesus thinks about you also affects how you walk. The victory that you walk in, even as we walk out our lives. So what he did, so we got to believe who Jesus is, what he's done on the cross, and who we are in him, and his complete victory over the enemy. I don't want to always talk about the end. We don't, want to, we don't want to do that. But you know, sometimes we don't realize we have had our lunch eaten. And the restoration that God speaks is because we don't realize is, is we've, been, we've been affected a little bit sometimes. And there's times that we need to stand up and understand who we are and we have a defeated foe. Do you know that when it says that no weapon shall prosper against you? You know why no weapon will prosper against you? Because it doesn't exist. It's deception and a lie. That's the only thing. And if you buy into it, it appears to be good and you eat of the fruit thereof, okay? You put, another, you, put another, you put another God before you. I got my armor on, so I'm all right. Okay. Okay. 
We are, I love it. You know, I'm going to wonder, why is he putting these things up? He's going, Dick, you got to move on to the next one. Thank you, Mark. Okay. <laughs> That's enough of the bad jokes, Dick. Move on. Why uh, we are therefore called to enforce. We're called to enforce? Yeah, by our obedience and by our walking in him and recognizing and overcoming because of the overcomer in us. We are therefore called to enforce victorious, a victorious Jesus. Remember the victorious eschatology? I was thinking of that. It wasn't that, that just... In any case, force a victorious Jesus by walking in his authority and standing against what? Satan's lies in our life. It's not the whole counsel of God. We are called to love, and when I go up to a precious brother, I'm not standing against Satan or whatever like that, but by my loving and serving that purpose, we minister even the gifts of what? Through faith and in love, don't we? So my walking, it breaks things. It breaks things around us. Finally, was that the third one? Okay. Great expectations. Who's, come on, there's, there's uh, Charles Dickens. No, I mean, that was Steve. <laughs> Charles Dickens wrote Great Expectations. But Steve, Steve spoke in Great Expectations. I wanted to give some honor to him in that. Because it's what? It's not just our expectations, but where do our expectations come from? Our expectations come from the, an expectation that God has, because he's a purpose in eternity, right? We are created in Christ Jesus unto good works, but that we might be for him, holy and blameless and in love that's god's eternal purpose he has an expectation he's expecting the bride of christ is giving birth jessica today when the word of god was spoken over you i saw birth just as it was spoken i saw that you've been going through a labor and you confessed your heart that she's still here or here's the message and that she was laboring for someone we need to learn how what to labor for one another and to do warfare for one another brothers and sisters it's yeah. essential but you know what she's partnered with christ because he required and needed her to do that watch with me and pray why because he works in the earth realm and he requires a partnership because you can only minister that which you're part of i don't know who said that but I, I, it always sounded really good what he's not ashamed there of course call us brethren because he had to partake in hebrews right he had to partake of the same that we might what, have a high priest who is capable of what, walking in and, and being able to be a part of something. You can't minister to something, okay, unless you're part of it. And so there's birth that took place in that dear sister today. And you know what? That's our gift. We got something. Wow, what an investment. Let's rejoice in one another in the victories we see in Christ. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this the, is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. And I love this. This is the one that you confess in the middle of the night, folks. Anybody's got this, so write this down. Whatever you do, I have woken up in the middle of the night, I'm going to tell you that it works. And you know what? I keep confessing it until finally it passes. And this last verse on here, if it doesn't come up, I can quote it because I know it. Now, thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph in Christ and makes known through us the knowledge of him in every place. Do you know that when you do, you know, when you're using descriptors and adjectives in school and it says this is good, better and best, best is a superlative. Do we see superlatives in here? Oh yeah, he what? Always causes me to triumph in Christ and makes known in every place, all the time. Do you know that word triumph? Now we have victory. You know, we see someone, uh, somebody has a victory. Yeah, I won that one. Yeah, I won that match. Yeah, I won that game. I won that cards, whatever. But there's a difference between just victory and triumph. Triumph is the celebration. It's the trampling on their head and the dancing as David did, right? I'm sure that next week, if one certain football game wins, it won't be, oh, guess who won? Yeah, I know one. No, no, no. There's going to be celebration, if not in heaven, at least, in the parlor of one Ralph Van Auken, okay? Because I believe, that, I believe the Broncos are going to win, too. But you know what? That's the difference. Can you see the type? 
So folks, we're not only made victorious, it said what? He actually, it said when he overcame, remember the whole aspect about overcoming? Okay, and it says the ordinances that were against him, and he won the right back, it says triumphing over them. So it was celebration. There's celebration over you, he celebrates over you today, and he wants you to know, get ready Howard, here we go, he wants you to know, folks, that what? You're an overcomer, made to be an overcomer, okay? By he is overcomer living in you. And folks, the people today, I don't know their disposition, what their lifestyle is, what their walk is, uh, but I know that what's spoken, you'll have compassion for them, but also realize there's a message to you in this song. You've heard this, okay? But praise God. Remember today, folks, that those who have come in for today, you're welcome to prayer. We have prayer that's up here. People will stand in you. There is overcoming for you. Father, I thank you this day, Lord Jesus, that we are even more than conquerors in Christ because of the one who overshadows us, because we have made you our refuge. And in that, Lord, we are overcomers, made to be overcomers by he who has overcome in us. So Lord, blessing this day that we would hear this, we would move on and walk and bring testimony yeah. to the victory in the days that are coming ahead. Lord, because you call us into your service for great things, that we acquire much this year, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for what we need you bring to us, but there are realms made available to those who will lay hold and overcome and be made to overcome for the one who's overcoming in us. Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. Please, come on up, pray. We got you this day. Amen. Amen.